Welcome to the Joy Venture Podcast, a show where dreamers and doers share stories of discovering, developing, and spreading their joy with the world. I'm your host, Jeremy Slagle. In this episode, Thad and I catch up with Nick Kautz, owner of Love Cinema, a motion design and animation studio that's always on the move, literally. is a self-described digital nomad who traded his office job along with his house and most of his possessions for life on the road. With his wife and extremely large dog, they live and work out of a camper as they continually traverse the United States. And they're not baby boomers, they're millennials. By balancing the challenges of working remotely and the pleasure of experiencing a constantly changing world right outside the door, Nick shares how he took the leap to make this unconventional lifestyle a reality. My name's Nick Kautz. I'm a freelance animator and motion designer and, um, I guess, digital nomad. I've been traveling, working remotely for a couple of years now. And, uh, yeah, originally from Columbus, Ohio, and just, uh, um, yeah, a few years ago decided to, to hit the road and try working remote and see the country and stuff. Well, we have opportunity, and, uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, as far as the, the animation and motion side of what you do, how did you get into that? How did you discover that, and how did you get into animation? Um, uh, growing up, I always, uh, I was always just into um, drawing and like sketching. And uh, uh, as I got older and stuff, that evolved into uh, like making stop motion uh, movies with GI Joe guys and stuff like that. And then like our, uh, our parents got a uh, computer and just had some basic editing software on it, and then just like fell in love with that and. Uh, um, yeah, just kind of evolved over time, like getting into shooting video and doing um, uh, editing and stuff, and then found out about After Effects and uh, animation. It just seemed like it was a, uh, a limitless tool bag. You could just create so much more without having to go out and shoot and stuff like that. And uh, um, yeah, just uh, kind of unfolded or evolved from there. Um, yeah. Did you draw a lot as a kid? Did you get into art? I did. Yeah. Yep. Um, was always had like sketch pad or, or etch a sketch or Mario paint or playing with Legos, whatever stuff like that. My parents were always really supportive of it too. And took drawing classes at a CCAD in elementary school. And then uh, a handful of years later, um, ended up going there and, uh, that's where what started out just for, uh, um, focusing on, um, editing, filming and editing. And then, uh, that, transitioned into into animation and uh um yeah but i guess i've always just had like a knack for um trying to uh just create stuff whether it's moving or just whatever sketches um anything yeah <laughs> that's great i um my nerdy friends and i in high school spent a lot of time doing claymation stop motion stuff and i remember we would work literally would not sleep all night. We would be creating an animation and then we, we would finalize it and then we would be able to watch it for the first time because, you know, it was, it wasn't like nonlinear at that time. Cause you, we had like a super eight camera and you'd hit the record stop button as fast as you could to try to get a frame and then you would move it and you'd do it again, but you could never cue it back to where you were. So you had to just kind of hope that it was looking great the whole way through. 
But I remember we would, we'd spend like eight, nine hours working on one animation and then we'd watch it back and it was like two and a half, maybe three seconds long. <laughs> it was just like, wow, that was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the feeling or it's <clears throat> either plays back too fast or sometimes hitting the stop record. Like you kind of get timing off or it's a, uh, you accidentally hit, hit it once instead of twice. Yeah, it's like, Oh no, no, no. You, yeah, you got a hand little in pauses it. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when it does work out and you watch it, it's like magic when it, works out perfect oh like, yeah sweet i knew what i was doing right <laughs> that <laughs> <Yeah>. one time <laughs> yeah we but. i still have those somewhere on tape i mean we used to spend literally just be up all night and my kids now there's apps now for the ipad where you can create stop motion and it's just like it just takes a frame and then you can slow it down and speed it up and it's pretty awesome what you can do now i mean obviously with the computer you can just you know drag and drop a batch full of still digital images in and line them right up but but yeah, the old school way of doing that with analog was pain in the butt. No, totally. Yeah, it's a uh, um, I don't know all the new new tools and stuff now. It's pretty crazy how uh, how accessible it is to to whoever. But um, I don't know. It is fun though going back and just um, or thinking back to just the tangible. Just kind of shoot from the hip, see how stuff works yeah. out. Kind of leads to more experimenting and stuff too. But uh, um, yeah, kind of miss those days. How did you started your career? Like, what was your first step and in- um uh like like at ccad yeah like um, right after school well we had uh um so graduated in 2008 but i think it was like 2006 2007 um like at that point kind of knew that i wanted to get into motion graphics and animation and stuff uh and um it, it started with an internship at space junk um so i'd like reached out to uh, some different places and stuff and then uh teacher of mine recommended uh getting in contact with uh space junk and uh um, yeah, it was cool. Just started as an intern there in the summer, I think of 2007. And, uh, um, since then just, it was just amazing. Like it was like really fun. These guys are super awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, just ended staying on through the year and stuff. And then, um, they you know, offered to, uh, you know, hire me when I graduated. So it just kind of, it was like a smooth transition into working for them, uh, right out of school. So that was, that was pretty nice. Yeah. So after, uh, working at, um, Space Junk, for a few years, um, some of my friends and like new people who started to, to freelance and they were, uh, uh, working remotely and we'd work with freelancers remote and stuff. And that was kind of where I started thinking about like, well, you know, eventually like that would be pretty awesome to, uh, to be able to work from wherever, um, mm-hmm. or at least be flexible in that sense. And, um, uh, I guess just over time, um, kind of became a little bit more confident that could make it work out and stuff. But, uh, as far as, traveling and uh like you know living in an rv or in a trailer um we uh with that we kind of uh we ended up buying a trailer um it was probably about yeah four years ago or so and we would uh went on just some like local camping trips and stuff here in ohio and kind of stayed close to see if we liked it and then uh um and like towing and figuring out all the that whole different lifestyle what's all entailed and is this for us is this something that we'd want to do because uh um what's nice is it gives you the opportunity to kind of set up shop or be comfortable um to a degree wherever you want to go and um you know you can stretch that week-long vacation period into you know a couple weeks or you know a few months or you know however long you know you want to stick around at a place so that's kind of where like i think started evolving into uh um, something that we might want to pursue full time, but, um, uh, but what's, uh, what's nice though, that space junk, like they, uh, you know, I ended up having some conversations with them about that and, uh, um, kind of told them that, 
you know, we uh, were thinking about, you know, traveling and wanted to take some time off to uh, almost like a sabbatical type thing, yeah. go out uh, and just, you know, see the country and spend longer than, you know, uh, just a week at a time or whatnot. Basically try to use all my vacation time at once. Um, sure. And uh, they were really awesome about it and like super supportive. And uh, cause I wasn't sure if, uh, you know, uh, if they would be cool with that or not. Um, yeah. you know, it, it can be tough sometimes just to let an employee go, uh, go travel for you know, a month and a half or two months or whatnot. But, um, yeah, but no, they're super understanding and really cool about it. And, uh, um, they're like, no, totally. Uh, like that, like we're cool with that. We'll figure some stuff out, some details and ended up like working out like a sabbatical type program in case if other people wanted to, uh, um, to do something similar and stuff like that. So that was really cool that, uh, that they were supportive of it. And, um, kind of let let us test it out or or whatnot so uh yeah that was i think three years ago now or so um but yeah we um took i think a month and a half and um went out west and just uh kind of did all your uh, everything was like planned ahead of time but i went to all the national parks stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know booked everything in advance because it gets super busy that time of year um but uh yeah it was a really really amazing experience um you know, checked out a lot of areas we'd never been to before, especially or we haven't been there in the winter or, or in the summer. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, ha- yeah, hadn't been to these places in the summertime and uh, um, kind of got to just see it in a different light. And it was yeah, super awesome and just kind of fell in love with it immediately and uh, knew like, man, yeah, we need to figure out a way to try to make this a more permanent thing. And um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of when began thinking about, you know, working freelance or different options, working remote, stuff like that. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, cause b- prior to that, we weren't sure if it was something that like, I don't know, this might lose its luster after a few weeks or right. it just might be a pain or a hassle or stressful headaches, whatever. We might go stir crazy. I don't know. Uh, being confined to, you know, 25 feet or whatnot, but, right. um, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty incredible. And, uh, yeah, sort of knew just right away. Like, yeah, this is something that, um, I think there's an opportunity that we can pull it off and, you know, we don't have a whole lot to lose. So, um, may as well go for it. Cause the only thing yeah, we were certain of was that we would, uh, if we didn't do it, we would regret not trying sure. versus, you know, trying and then it didn't work out and, you know, uh, regretting, you know, not right. to, well, you can always come back home, right? There's exactly. That yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's, uh, like, so, well, just roll the dice and give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So how long are you enrolling the dice now? Has it been four years, um, three, four years? I guess, uh, Full time since we sold our house, it's been about two years. The idea of working remote, uh, it, it, you know, when I think of that, I'm like, okay, so I, I work in another city, and my clients are somewhere else, or the home office is somewhere else, um, and and that's obviously far more, you know, an ex- acceptable business practice today than it was ten years ago. Um, and, and then you're combining this other kind of interesting. It's like the whole tiny house um, concept of. Uh, that's kind of come in fat and you're kind of like combining your work and your tiny house and this, uh, you know, this life, how, you know, you're working in the same place that you're living, which is how do you, do you know about how many square feet you, you guys totally have in your, in your trailer? Um, I guess not. Uh, it's maybe around like 300 ish, yeah. maybe I'm not sure. It's uh, yeah. t- about eight foot, eight foot wide. And then, uh, the living space area, uh, like the cabin, it's 25 feet. So, and then there's a slide out too, which is, um, probably adds like an additional, I don't know, 50 square feet okay. or so. So, um, not 
super good with math, but uh, I've figured it out before, but I don't want to put out a sure. number. So, but it's So the, the idea of, you know, a lot of people kind of need that separation from work and from, you know, home life or work life. And you kind of have it all there at once. Is How does, how you know, you're working where you're living, where you're working. It's kind of all in the same place in a, in a relatively small place. How, how have you and your and your wife um adapted is that has that been has it been hard has it been easy is it is it um you know i know that you're there with your wife but if you know your personality traits being introvert or extrovert and not having others around you know on a regular basis or people kind of come and go or transient talk about how you know that adjustment's been from you know being a homeowner going to a job coming back home um do you like it? Is it challenging? What, what's the benefits? I'm kind of interested to hear because it's just <laughs> such a totally different way of living than I think most people um, even can conjure up. Yeah, it's um, there's positives and negatives to it. Um, as far as like having your home space and your workspace um, kind of together, not like that separation. Um, sometimes it's advantageous, and then sometimes it's um, it can you know be a disadvantage because yeah. it's yeah. I guess depending what the project is or what I'm working on, um, it uh, it can be difficult to make that separation of like, okay, I'm done working. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit more comfortable knowing that it's always there. So if I need to set something to render and then just check it in an hour, it's fine. Versus, you know, uh, if there's any issues or whatnot, if you have like a separate office or uh, something like that, you can, uh, you know, you don't find out till the next morning till you go back in like, oh, no, these, you know, I, there's some errors or some glitches. I got to fix it and stuff. So... Uh, in that sense, it's I, I feel kind of comfortable that I can sort of babysit stuff a little easier, like in mm-hmm. the evenings or t- times where uh, it's less intense. It's there. I can check up on things or, uh, you know, just like if there's a little bit of downtime. Um, like it allows for a little bit more experimentation, I think, um, just because of depending what the project is. It's really just it depends on the look and stuff, but sometimes it can take uh take time to develop looks and try out renders and stuff like that so in that sense um like with developing that sort of stuff it's nice just to have it there to where can oh let me see how this test works i'll make dinner and then just check it here in a second because it's you know the computer's six feet away from you um so in that sense it's pretty cool and i like it um however uh it is it, it can be it's sometimes stressful where it's always there, you know, it's like, uh, you almost feel guilty. Like, uh, I guess computer's right there instead of relaxing or whatever it be. Uh, um, I, uh, you know, I need to be working. So, um, it's sort of a double edged sword. I'm curious to hear how you, how you approach seeing, getting new business. Is it difficult not having that sort of permanent address and, things start coming to my mind. It's like, well, and then how do you get paid? And, you know, it's like, where does, where does that check go? And, you know, for people that are thinking like, man, I would love to do what Nick's doing, but there, there's these elements that you don't even, that just hearing you talk, it's like, these are things that I start thinking about, like, well, how do I get new business? Who, where, how do I meet people? And obviously we, we do that electronically, but has that been a challenge? And talk about some of those challenges. And, and, and if you've got longstanding relationships, you're constant needing, needing to build new ones or how that works for you. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, I've definitely been really fortunate just with, uh, um, I guess everything's just kind of panned out and it has worked out cause I'm not, um, I don't consider myself a good like, businessman or whatnot. And everything I think just kind of fell into place, but, um, it's mainly just longstanding relationships. Do a lot of work with Space Junk still too. They uh, keep in touch, which is great. And then uh, some other studios in town, and um, uh, and then like just 
you know, producers that you know, I've worked with in the, in the past and they just uh, enjoy working with me. So it's like, Hey, you know, if, are, are you available or, yeah. you know, what, uh, and everyone's been pretty cool with the fact that, uh, that I'm remote. Um, so it's, it's worked out a lot smoother than, uh, than I guess initially anticipated, yeah. but there are some times where a project does, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of required that you be on site, whether you're working with the team or there's a lot of heavy renders, heavy file sizes, stuff where it's, you're kind of going on the fly and, um, mm. In those cases, those jobs I, you know, usually turn down, or uh, um, you know, d- depending on what it what it is and where we're at. Have you figured out something about yourself and the way you work, or have you figured out I'm more creative when I'm out here in the wide open west, or whatever it is, right? You know, you you, you park you park the trailer, you've got a scene where you walk out your trailer, and it's like I'm in the mountains or I'm somewhere else. Does, does that affect your, your mindset, your creativity? Do you find that you work differently today um, than you did a couple years ago? Um, I think so. Definitely. I don't, uh, um, I'm not exactly sure like whether that attributes to being remote or just yeah. like, you know, with experience and changing methods and stuff like that. But it definitely, uh, um, just as far as, uh, like I've heard that it's, um, like if you do work at an office and stuff, it's always good to, uh, to mix things up and kind of, re- you know, refresh your day, whether it's, uh, taking the bus to work or walking or taking a different route or switching around your desk or even moving desks. Like I always liked whenever, uh, I mean, ever since, uh, growing up, like in school, whenever we get a new seating chart or different tables or whatever, it was just yeah. cool. Like for a week, I was super pumped, like come in and it's, <laughs> all right, let's learn or let's whatever, uh, just cause it's something different, something new. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's kind of gone all the, uh, uh, lasted through the years and stuff, even at space junk, like I always get different toys at my desk. And then like when we sit at different areas and stuff, you just kind of felt refreshed and sort of like jazzed up like, all right, cool. Like it's something new. It's something exciting. Like, uh, you know, uh, so I, I guess that mindset, like, uh, translating into the the travel yeah it does because uh when we get to a new a new spot it is um uh, it can be very inspiring you talked with your wife about taking this taking your job on the road what was her response how did that go oh yeah uh she kind of she's actually the one that uh kind of spearheaded the whole thing um like people always they're like oh, how'd you convince your wife to do that and uh um like no it's her idea um because yeah I've, i guess kind of um, grew up pretty risk averse and just very calculated and like, well, no, let's think about this. Let's, let's that might not work or uh, whatever. It's like not into, uh, gambling on stuff like that, I guess. But, um, but yeah, no, she was very, I guess, more footloose than me and, uh, kind of saw the opportunity and, uh, um, I don't know, I guess slowly kind of convinced me and we'd always like to travel, but it was always just like vacations and stuff, you know? So like, well, instead of just, you know, this would be a good opportunity to prevent having to just drive, you know, to all these places to go skiing or whatever, hiking, camping, whatnot for a week's time. Like, yeah, if we can pursue this, uh, <clears throat> in a full-time manner, you know, we can make it work. I think we can yeah. do it. And like, you know, why not? Let's, I guess so over time, uh, we had conversations about it and stuff. And yeah, she, uh, um, yeah, she's super, super cool, like totally cool about it. And like, it's not, a. um, uh, sometimes just from the photos and stuff like that and the places you go, like it seems glamorous, but there are uh, times where it's like kind of a pain and like you do make sacrifices. And uh, um, I guess from the start, that's something that, you know, she was totally up for and totally cool with. And uh, yeah, um, 
still uh, really supportive of it. And yeah. It's, uh, so if it hadn't been for her, do you think you would have actually done what you're doing? Um, I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, perhaps, but it might've been, it would have certainly been, uh, you know, a few more years or, uh, further down the road maybe, but, uh, or perhaps not, I, I might've, uh, just, um, continued just to, you know, go see these places, but just travel in short periods or whatnot. I think eventually I probably would have, uh, uh, you know, providing the opportunity would have been there, um, would have still done it. But, um, but yeah, she kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm very indecisive about stuff. So she's like, no, come on, let's, uh, let's pursue this or let's look into it. And, um, kind of kept nudging, uh, nudging the idea. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I think it definitely sped up the process. Um, but yeah. That's great. So, um, I follow your photos and I see these amazing places that you go and every once in a while I see a very large dog in your pictures with you. You guys have a small house, but you have an enormous dog. And did you ever consider like a chihuahua or like a miniature poodle or something else that might fit the size of your place a little bit? I mean, tell us about your dog. Yeah, no, he's a, um, he's a big St. Bernard and, uh, we had, um, I know we'd always, <laughs> that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but it's weird. Cause, uh, he actually, um, it kind of works out nice because their breed typically they're pretty low energy and they sleep a lot. And, uh, um, which kind of works out in that he, uh, he doesn't run around much. Like he's just, his thing is like be in the bed all day. And, uh, um, and then, you know, we'll occasionally just take him out on a hike or whatever. Um, but it actually, um, I mean, yeah, he takes up a lot of space, but, um, as far as just going crazy, uh, stir crazy or whatever, it's, uh, it, it works out pretty well versus having like a really high energy dog that's running around in a small space and constantly like, come on, let's go out and play. Take me, you know, uh, <laughs> it works out really well cause he enjoys traveling before when we lived in our house, he was just, uh, kind of bored that no one uh no one was around most of the day and stuff whereas now we're always around because he's a big teddy bear loves attention and stuff loves going on car rides so whenever we're uh in transit and stuff he just loves it especially too now that we have the van he's got tons of room sometimes he'll just go jump in the back like in the bed or sit up there in, in the front with us and stuff but um <clears throat> but he gets he sheds a lot so hair gets everywhere so all of our stuff's just covered in hair or whatever but uh it's just the, the price you pay i guess um but in winter it's nice though because we typically um like him we prefer like uh, cool weather over like the hot desert and stuff like that so uh, it's nice in winter because he's just like a giant hand warmer that heats the bed and heats the space. Uh, and he, obviously, St. Bernard, he loves the snow and stuff. So right now, he's he's really uh, enjoying himself. So have you found yourself being a resource for other people that want to consider or are wanting to do what you do as far as being able to be a nomadic worker, you know, have that lifestyle? Is it... Have you found people reaching out to you for advice? Uh, have you found yourself being a resource to people on that? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, usually like every few weeks, um, someone will uh, like message me or email me or whatnot. Like, hey, you know, how do you, uh, um, uh, you know, how'd you get into that? Or, you know, how do you find work? Or just random, like, how do you stay connected online? And uh, um, when you travel and like, just all sort of like random technical questions and then high level questions and stuff too. But, uh, um, and then people also who it's, it's kind of weird, the whole, like, I guess nomad community or whatever, whether they're, uh, uh, people who are retired and just living on the road full time or, um, or, um, they're, uh, working like I am, like whether it's 
it's like software development or, or whatever it be something that where you it's you know just with an internet connection you can like continue your career find work and stuff it's like a pretty tight-knit community and um um and it's always changing too with technology and stuff like that um whether it's like uh <clears throat> just with your uh data internet connectivity sa- like uh, satellite internet uh solar batteries whatever it's uh, like it's easy to nerd out over all that stuff and um everyone kind of uh just shares information and asks questions and stuff like that hey like what do you what do you do for this uh how do you um you know have you ever ran into this issue like you know stuff like that like everyone kind of just bounces ideas off and shares what's worked for them what hasn't worked and stuff so in that sense it's also been other people who have already been full-timing and stuff just kind of picking my brain on on how uh if we've tried something or or whether they're asking a question or giving a recommendation and stuff do you guys have like a map of where you've been and where you want to go and when you hit those key points on the map do you start all over again, do it again. Or I do, you know, do you have kind of a long-term view of, Hey, we'll do this as long as we can, or, or you know, kind of talk about a little bit what, what the future holds for you. Um, yeah, no, we don't, uh, um, I guess we just kind of plan month to month as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there isn't like a long-term, like we're going to do it for 10 years or it's just mm-hmm. kind of, I guess what feels right. Um, uh, I mean, there's definitely, it's kind of the more, for me anyway, um, like the more places that we go to and, and, and we see like, all right, let's check that off the list. It ends up turning into like, we got to come back here because there's all this other stuff that, uh, um, that you find out about when you go there. Like, cause usually you'll go to a location to check out like, I'll oh, see Yosemite or whatever, like just those main destination sort of, uh, attractions and, and whatnot. And, um, and they're amazing in and of themselves. And you can spend so much time just like in some of these national parks, like months mm-hmm. and then going back different times of year to, um, you know, going up to Montana in spring is totally different than in winter. And, uh, um, so it's like the scenery is constantly changing and, it, and, you know, the longer you spend in a spot to, to kind of just check it out and whatever, uh, see all the nooks and crannies, you just find out that there's so many more nuggets and like, oh, well, no, that there's this park or this area, or, you know, you got to go up here, but this time of year. So we've kind of just found ourselves wanting to, to go back, uh, again. So mm-hmm. it's, and, uh, and I guess that is kind of common, like in people that we've met and talked to and stuff that have been doing it for, you know, eight, 10 years. Um, it, it's not something where it's like, yeah, you know, we've, we've seen it all. It's like you, it's kind of humbling and how much uh, is out there. We want to thank Nick for stopping by to share his story before heading out on his next adventure. I'm particularly impressed how Nick is following his joy by flipping the script and not waiting for retirement in order to go and see the world. If you want to see some of the beautiful places Nick has been through his stunning photography, check out our podcast page on joyventure.net. While you're there, you can link to Nick's website and learn more about his animation and motion graphics work, and follow his travels and adventures on Facebook and Instagram. To hear more podcasts or read our posts that are meant to nudge the dreamer in all of us to become the doer we were meant to be, visit us at joyventure.net. And if you're discovering or developing your joy, drop us a line. We'd love to hear about it. Until next time, remember, never stop discovering. Thanks for listening. Thank you.